0: About them fraud boys. Welcome to an episode of SVT Podcast. I am Vince in the driver's seat today. I got Sam and Tyler and Tim on the ones and twos. Gentlemen, how are you doing?
1: We're good. I'm good.
0: Yeah.
2: Fired Uh, up. I do I do want to point before we get into this show. Um, Vince, you you and I, we think I think you and I have great chemistry. I think you and I we bounce off each other very well. Um I
0: I would agree, yeah.
2: I, I think you know any other any other week you and i would be the greatest of friends um you and i have agreed that uh this week we are not
0: friends that's right we, we are, are mortal just, uh, enemies mortal we are just, enemies we're just coworkers drama. that's
2: all we are it's just coworkers right now that
0: <laughs> is right and we will explain why in a little bit obviously we have nfl to dive into if you're not clued in already that's what we're talking about we also have some warriors talk we got a little bit of uh baseball news Uh, We're going to talk a little bit about, you know, how we're terminal and everything like that. Uh, We'll dive into the sharks just a tiny bit as well. Splash our feet in the pool a little bit into the shark tank. And uh, we'll go from there. Uh, But first, as always, I'm going to read you some scores. Gentlemen, you ready for some scores? All right. do it. 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 Let's get some scores. Scores. Uh, On Saturday. Scar! Scar! On Saturday, Kansas City beat Jacksonville 27-20. Patrick Mahomes got hurt in that game. Uh, he's going to tough it out. He's going to play in the AFC title game. That doesn't surprise any of us here, I think. It's, you know, it's this could be the last game of the season. No time to hold anything back now, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, Tyler, your boys handled business against the Giants 38-7. Uh what do you think about that game?
2: Oh, I want to deep dive into it, but but let's let's ring out the rest of these scores then we we can okay. deep dive.
0: All right, all right. We'll we'll Sounds circle good. back to that then. That's a good call. Um on Sunday, Cincinnati uh took it to Buffalo, 27-10, and of course, you, uh, the San Francisco 49ers absolutely did did exactly what I knew they would because the Dallas Cowboys are frauds. The Niners win 19 to 12. And send the fraud boys home to uh, fraudless Texas. And so, we're, fraud. we're
2: you obviously my game and your game. We're gonna be able to just go at it with each other here. So let's just do this before we jump into it together because it's gonna be a long-winded conversation here. Kansas City, Cincinnati, who are you picking? What are we thinking? Oh, What's the situation? Oh,
0: are, are we are we diving into our picks first? We and might so, as well. Yeah. All right. You know what? It. Um, hold on one second. Let me start sharing the screen for those of you you know listening get a little bit of inside while he's pulling
2: us up i just want to point out that you know he is right patrick mahomes has a high ankle sprain most people that's like a that's like a three-week injury here uh i i don't know how he's gonna play next week uh, to be totally honest with you uh with with cincinnati i mean you've got a complete healthy team that i just i don't understand i don't see how cincinnati doesn't come into kansas city and maybe not roll them, but have like a favorable chance to win it. And clearly there's currently Cincinnati is not favored to win. And I think that's because of Kansas city's uh, home field advantage, but I just don't know how Cincinnati isn't favored to win this against Kansas city.
1: I think, I think Kansas city is going to be favored. Um, But I tell you, I ain't going to be shocked if uh, Joe
0: Burrow and the mighty Bengals roll in (laughs) and kick (laughs) that ass. I'll tell you what um, it's actually, really interesting i think i'm actually leaning bengals a little bit as well oddly enough um uh i just uh i think with that patrick mahomes injury it's uh it, it turns him from obviously you know top flight patrick mahomes but if he can't do the things that he's capable of normally doing all of a sudden um that really just you know lets the bengals into it and i think they're going to end up coming away with the win um so So I'm actually picking the Bengals. I assume Tyler, you're picking the Bengals because you had them from the preseason might as well. So Sam, I'm going to bust my
2: bracket no matter what. So I don't have a choice in this matter.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Sam, is this official? Are you going to go Bengals as well?
2: All right. Let me talk through this. Um, Let's talk through this. I think
1: Joe Burrow uh, is amazing. I mean, he carried my fantasy football team. I had a lot of, uh, coach and player talks with him when he was
0: on my, my, my fantasy football team. So <laughs> of I course. To, yeah. Deep, deep conversations, not just about football. Yeah. But you know, like I, I didn't yeah. just
1: talk to him about my fantasy league. Like we talked a lot about like personal things. And, uh, one of the things that we talked about when he was struggling was communication. And sometimes we miscommunicate things. We overcommunicate things. And, um, you know, something that I communicated to him is that I think he's a leader. I think he has something special. Um, and I really, I want the Bengals to win. However, um, I'm picking the chiefs and here's why, um, you know, I'm trying to win, uh, this little bracket challenge we got here. So I gotta, I gotta break away because, um, I'm not doing too good. <laughs> so,
0: <laughs> um, see, you say you're not doing too good, but you're actually in first place right yeah, now, my but friend. I don't feel comfortable. No, I mean it's you not, only it's have, not a
2: close lead. Yeah. No, it, so it, I gotta, it's only a
0: one point lead I'm over both the me and Chiefs.
1: Tyler. I'm picking the Chiefs to to like you know go the other way, but deep down I kind of I I kind of want the Bengals to win. I don't know if that logic makes sense, but I well,
0: gotta, I I, I kind of understand where you're coming from. Also, it would be it's got to be real tough for you to pick the Chiefs. Yeah, absolutely. Um, as a Raiders fan, so yeah, I mean you it's really, going to
1: be at Kansas City. It's a, it's going to be a loud stadium and um you know as special as we think joe burrow is and he he's an amazing quarterback um patrick mahomes is something special too like we've seen mahomes pull these things out and there's a little bit of vengeance for last year you know so i think um i'm picking the chiefs
2: do you think that um and i forgive me because i don't know his name uh, but for Jacksonville, do you think that was a dirty play on Mahomes? I heard that that story one way or the other, and I honestly – I watched the play. I don't think it was a I dirty play.
0: Dirty. No.
2: I think – my opinion, they, I think he was trying to not get a roughing the passer and tried to, like, kind of let go, and he just landed flat on his leg.
0: Yeah, I mean, that. that's just a, a risk of playing football, you know, that injury. That's nothing – I I don't view that as dirty in any way, shape or form. Um, uh, It's just, you know, tough break. Um, uh, Tony Pollard had another tough break, you know, like when that happened. um, And uh, fortunately for Patrick Mahomes, his wasn't nearly as bad as Tony Pollard's. And so he's going to give it a go. And obviously he'll play as hard as he can and we'll see what happens.
2: I feel bad for Pollard. And the only reason being is, uh, you know, it sucks that he broke or fractured his fibula and then high ankle sprain at the same time, but running backs notoriously don't get big payouts unless you're a top tier name. And he was balling out the season. It's a contract season for him. He's gonna be a free agent. And, and now he basically is going to go to free agency with, you know, a, a broken leg and a, and a high ankle sprain. And I just don't know if the money's going to be there for him. So, but I feel, I feel bad for him. Yeah. He was balling out the season.
0: Absolutely. He was. Uh, he carried many a player to uh, fantasy championships. Yeah, uh, he wasn't on my team, uh, but you know, I've I've seen it happen in other leagues though. He was very, very good for basically the entire year. Uh, picked yeah. up a lot of slack where Zeke was uh, tailing off uh, at the end of his career. Yep. Um, and so I guess that that's as good a spot as any to turn to the NFC. I'm going to shock nobody and pick the 49ers to win. Uh, I believe that, um, uh, that we, we saw Brock Purdy at his absolute worst and he was still good enough to get 20 points and the defense, the, uh, the Niners don't actually give a shit about scoring. I think, uh, they're, they're more concerned about killing you on defense at this point of the year and just grinding the ball out, just, you know, eating up clock. And if, if, if it only takes 20 points, it only took 19 points, uh, to beat the Cowboys this past week. And if they can if they can find a way to slow down uh, the Eagles, I, I think the Niners can get away with scoring maybe twenty four points, uh, and we'll see what happens. Uh, I just I think the Niners defense is obviously a top one defense. I made that statement a while back, uh, so I'm I'm very confident in the Niners' ability to uh, cause some mayhem and make make the Eagles' offense not not click nearly as well as they had been beforehand, we saw the Cowboys were a top offense and they did Jack squat the entire game. So uh Niners, yeah, win, I don't know if I'd call them a top to th- offense. Uh, they were top. They were top 10, like lower end top 10 top tier, but they, they weren't higher
2: than the Eagles. I'll tell no, you, No, they that. were
0: not. They were not. They were not. But they, they also, the Niners were better than both of the, than, than uh, the Cowboys as well. So,
2: well, okay. Obviously, you know who I'm going to pick here and, and Sam's going to figure out which side of the fence he wants to lean on. But uh, yes, 49ers are number one overall defense. Okay. Uh, Cowboys were like, I think second or third in, in rush defense. They were, they were a good rush defense and definitely proved, you know, I mean, your run game didn't really produce a whole lot on, on Sunday. Um the Eagles rush, rush defense isn't as great, but we now got a rookie back in Davis, who was probably the biggest dude in all of NFL. Um, he literally was the reason why I run defense was formidable. Then he got hurt and it all went to shit after that. He's healthy. He's back. He's been back for the last three weeks. So, you know, I think that's going to turn up. Eagles are number one on pass defense. Um, if you just categorize that stat alone. Um, so it's going to be a fun game. Uh, you think that your defense or your offense isn't as is as you know putting scoring as is a top priority. I think that's a huge mistake because you're gonna need to. Um Eagles are top sec or top two what? in scoring uh, overall behind the Chiefs. So
0: let, let, let's do a score prediction just for fun. Uh, w- sure. w- 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 um I think uh, I'm gonna say uh final score Niners win 27-24. Okay,
2: 27-24? So 27 so you are favored two and a half. So
0: yeah. uh, I'm getting no, no. I'm not. Favorite. I'm sorry. We're favorite two and a half. Eagles, Eagles are sorry. favorite two and a half. So I'm calling for the Niners to win. Plus, to win plus three. Um, yeah, so. I
2: I see it as a as a 30-27 with the Eagles okay, so winning.
0: I, it. All right. So I mean, we, we we both have it as a field goal game. But you're gonna have we, to score. We we both. I mean, yeah. I'm not saying that they, they're not. You know, they're gonna win 12-9 or something like that. They're gonna have to score some touchdowns. But I'm saying like they they're not gonna have to. Uh, the way that the Niners play defense and the way that uh, games are played in the postseason, uh, it becomes a lot tougher. It's a lot heavier of a slog and that's like a, a, a defensive and rushing style game that the Niners are um, expert in at this point. We, this is the third championship game in four years uh, for the Niners. So uh, they're, they're not afraid of this moment. So I'm, I'm really excited. I'm really looking forward to it.
2: Well, I, We'll keep going, but I do want to hear Sam's point, and then we'll jump back into this. What, what you got, Sam? Who who are you rolling with, red or green?
1: Well, I picked the 49ers in my pre- preseason uh, prediction, and I'm going to stick with that. Um, I think uh, the 49ers are going to win something like 21, 24. You know? It's probably going to come down to who has the ball last, and um, I, I think it's going to be um, – it's going to be you know one of the teams is hitting a game winning field goal type situation um i point total i think it's going to be under 50 uh so I, I think it's going to be lower scoring than um than what we've uh expect the eagles to score uh it's definitely a, what the the eagles are really good on offense but this is uh, the number one defense, and it's not just a um, – th- they they can beat you at all levels. And um, I think the defense for the 49ers are going to make more plays than the Eagles' defense. Um, and I think the 49ers offensively, the way they can run the ball and grind clock um, – I think their offense will be less prone to making mistakes. Um, that's kind of what I think it's going to come down to. I think the Eagles are going to, they're going to roll the dice. They they like those big plays, but also those big plays, um, you know, uh, can cause a lot of um, mistakes. So I think there's there's a potential for a tip ball, something of that nature, an interception. Um, so that's kind of how I see it. Um but it's going to be a hell of a game. Um, I just know that, uh, I get to win because like, uh, you guys are all going crazy over this game. I don't really have a, a dog in the race. Um, so in the, in the great words of, uh, John Lovett's, uh, you both are losing your marbles and I'm reaping all the benefits. So, and I get Philly <laughs> cheesesteaks.
2: So I, uh, I, I disagree with you. In the uh, Eagles go for the big bang plays. Um, they are the number one rushing team in in all of NFL. Um, so much that they were first in thirty two touchdowns for the whole season as a rush team.
0: Yeah, but um, that's because of the quarterback. Yeah, Jalen Hurts definitely skews. That's those the numbers quarterback. For sure. Not your
2: running back position. Right, but but you're saying a big bang play of throwing. I'm telling you that it's not going to be a big bang play because they're trying to run it down your throat. Big bang yeah, play but they don't, run, like it, they don't run it. They don't run it
1: down your throat with running. Uh, hurts, you know, thirty times as a running back. He's it's he's it's able.
2: To... It's three running backs and hurts. Yeah, is... but it's it's but, different but the guys. Big, the biggest yeah.
1: the biggest difference in what he's shown in his past is this season. He's been able to pass the ball. He showed flashes in the past, but he's a he can pass the ball, and his passing has been big play passes. It's been explosive passes.
2: Well, that's also because you got AJ Brown, who's 265 pounds as a wide receiver. So I don't, I don't know. I maybe I'm just not seeing the same as you are. I'm seeing as yes, he does have a couple bang bang plays, but in reality, most team, most games this year are won by us running it down the throat. And then with that run game, opens up the passing. So I guess the big thing for me, the question mark is that you know, Bosa is the number one, uh, as far as being able to get sacks, but the Eagles are number one as a team to get sacks. I mean, Bosa, I don't know how many Bosa have like, like 17 and
0: a half, 18 and a half. half.
2: Okay. So, you know, the Eagles have had 70 sacks as a team and the 49ers have had 44 as a team this whole season. So, you know, there's a lot that's going to be, I think it's going to be one in the trenches, Who can pressure the quarterback more and who can make more havoc there? Um, I think that's where the game is won, honestly. I mean, the Eagles have just stud, stud, stud defensive tackles. And not to say that the four-nighters don't, but clearly, you know, numbers are numbers. Um, So I think that's where the game is going to be won is in the trenches and who can pressure the quarterback more and make that game of a muck-up game.
0: Okay. Um, I, I have one more point to add on behalf of the 49ers. And I um, too
1: have one more point to add right. after Vince.
0: Okay. Sounds great. Um, I, I, I'm going to point out that the 49ers have an all pro caliber player in every meeting of every position meeting. So the, your, your defensive backs and safeties, you have Hufanga back there uh, it, and, and he's going to be all pro and he's, you know, already, you know, pro bowler. Then you have at the linebacker level, you have Fred Warner, at the defensive line, Nick Bosa. We've already talked about him. On the offensive line, you have Trent Williams, uh, running back room. Obviously, it's Christian McCaffrey. And then you have Debo Samuel, who's all you know, all everything last year, and is another, you know, m- immensely talented Pro Bowl player. And uh, so basically the quarterback is the only place the 49ers don't have an all-pro guy, but you have Brock Purdy absolutely balling out and doing enough in what was actually his worst game as a pro, uh, yeah. as a starter, he still, he still did well enough. He got, you know, 200 yards passing, uh, no turnovers. That was huge. Um, he, he almost had one, uh, but, uh, Trayvon Diggs dropped it thankfully as, uh, but other than that, um, yeah, I'm feeling very confident about the leadership that the diners have that can get them through, uh, immensely talented players. And, um, just like good head on their shoulders and ready to roll and ready to beat down these Eagles, fry, baby. Yeah, we're gonna cook I don't, you. We're gonna cook I, you.
2: I think we're in the same getting boat. Cooked. We, we've got all pro players too. You know what I mean? Like Jason Kelsey is one of the best centers in the game. You know, Darius Slay is one of the best cornerbacks in the game. Brandon Graham is one of the best defensive ends in the game. We also have Robert Quinn, Fletcher Cox, Jordan Davis, Josh Sweat, Jason Hargrave. I mean, the list goes on. We even have Indonica Sue. I mean, so I just think that it's, it will be the tale of who doesn't mess up. That's, that's who wins this game.
1: And that leads me to the points that I wanted to make circling back to uh, Niners Cowboys. Last week, we talked about this. We said, what's this game going to come down to? And it it pretty much came down to what we said. McCarthy was going to make mistakes and there was a ton of coaching mistakes
0: and the last, the Cowboys you know, did oh, not look good. Ezekiel nah. Elliott is still like buried in the ground from getting just absolutely pancaked.
1: But um, it, it was that one. It, it was of quite a few plays. Uh, the fourth downs, the time management, the uh, tight end running backwards, and then again, and then the same tight end not getting his feet down. Um, So they had their chances and, you know, there's been a lot of Dak talk about how, you know, the week before he really balled out and that was the best version of Dak we've ever got to see. Um, And then we got to see two interceptions and, you know, those, those interceptions were huge. And I think those types of plays um, are going to be the difference maker again. And, the Eagles are really good. Um, but I don't think they really have gone up against a defense. That's this good, um, at all levels. They, you know, the 49ers don't miss tackles. Um, they constantly make big plays. Um, you know, we've seen it time and time again. And I think, um, that old adage is true. Defenses win championships. Fair enough.
0: Um, uh anything we need to add uh NFL wise? No, um, I
2: just you know I can't wait until the this Sunday. Um yep.
0: uh, yeah, you know, Sam's gonna be the neutral, uh he's providing the neutral site. The NFL may have lost their neutral site when the Bills couldn't get the job done, but we got our neutral site at least. So um so all, really all looking forward to that.
2: Is that this Sunday, Vince? I, I may say some things.
0: And you <laughs> may say
2: some things. Yeah. And I won't take it personal.
0: No, no, absolutely not. No, no, no. There's like a, we have like a four hour window where we can absolutely just, you know, but, blanket statement, nothing, nothing, take nothing personal for like these, these four hours while the game yeah. is happening. So yeah, we're, we're fine. We're fine. We're on the well, same last, page here.
2: Last point I want to point out too, is that there's, uh, maybe you don't factor this in Vince. Maybe you do because, you know, you, you've played, in, or at least your team has played in some uh, tough stadiums, but. There's three places that I don't want to play in if I was playing on the road in playoffs and, you know, Seattle being one of them, Kansas City being another and Philadelphia is the last place that I would want to play as a road team coming in. Um, You know, obviously, Kansas City and Seattle Stadium are just the loudest thing you've ever heard in your life. But I think Philadelphia has this Boston mentality where the whole city is against you. They, they, they will find ways to mess with your team at the hotel level, at the airport level. And is it rude? Absolutely. Do I want it to happen? Absolutely. 100%. But I think that's a tough place to play, uh, especially during the playoff as well. I think
1: you're going to have your own uh, fan base coming after you, after you just compared them to the Boston fan.
2: (laughs) Uh (laughs) The way I compare it is this when those warriors were playing (laughs) against Boston, it just so happened that they were doing construction at 4 a.m. and waking up all the players <laughs> when the new york came to play philadelphia last week it just so happened that our water system stopped working and they had to take they couldn't take showers just so happened and you know who maybe knows uh, maybe it's a little gamesmanship
0: Yeah, it, it's a little gamesmanship at the uh, municipal level is is what it is it's not it's not the eagles themselves doing it it's you know right. the mayors and uh, construction people you know that kind of stuff and so I, I i i'd be a fool to not think that something like that is going to try to happen you know maybe they order pizza and i don't know something's not quite cooked all the way through you know i, I don't know it hey, could, could be something hey, like that i don't know it takes a village
2: to compromise your your opponent come on yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. all i'm yeah, saying
2: I, is just take a shower before you land in philadelphia because you may yeah. not have water
0: yeah, well, well um I, I do have one thing that's not postseason related that I did like just I, I just had a little tickle in my brain, a little a little thought bubble. Um good
2: because I'm gonna jump into mine uh with the with the Raiders.
0: Okay, cool. Um, so I actually uh uh the, the Tennessee Titans, they fired their GM. They hired a new one. He used to work in the 49ers office. They hired him from the 49ers. So my thought is my little you know bubble in my brain um maybe trey lance ends up getting traded um if they do if he does get traded tennessee needs a quarterback and so that could be a landing spot i don't know you know i mean and that solves the brock purdy trey lance debacle um and i think may, maybe they oh, tennessee overpays a little bit more than what he would normally get um to try to make that happen is sort of a you know, they, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Didn't I, the 49ers I'm just, get
2: a pick with their GM going or, uh, I don't know, the player personnel going over there to be their GM? Didn't you guys yeah, get a pick Yeah, out they, of that?
0: they got a compensatory pick. So may, maybe they get something else. Like uh, maybe they get two seconds for Trey Lance or something like that back. Something like that instead of, you know, a second and a fourth or whatever. Wait, it hold been.
2: the fucking phone. We'll see. We'll hold see. the phone. Wait, wait, yeah. wait, wait. My brain just decided to fucking click right now. Mm-hmm. Does this mean you're not on the Trey Lance train anymore? Yeah, I, I was don't about know to say. I was like, I don't Do know. You want him to I'm saying
0: I I don't necessarily know either way. I don't know. Have... Uh
1: Vince uh Simpson into the bushes. Oh, over here. Uh, <laughs> Vince is oh. over here back at no, no, to no, Lynn. No, huh? so
0: here's here here's the thing. Um, I still believe in Trey Lance the player. I don't know if he's gonna get the opportunity in San Francisco anymore. Um Brock Purdy was, I mean I said it last week. Um, if he like absolutely balls out, it's an, it's an, the discussion's over. He didn't absolutely ball out this last week, but he did get the job done. He did what was asked of him and he got the win. And so I'm starting to like, it, it, it's it's getting more and more likely that Brock Purdy is going to at least enter training camp as the number one guy. Um, I I'm, I'm finally willing to admit that at this point, everybody else was already on board. I know. Um, So so I, I'm okay, I'm yeah, wondering if uh it, it's, 23rd. it's the 23rd. Um, you know I I I am the bi- I'm one of the biggest Trey Lance truthers around, but I just I I don't know if it's going to happen in San Francisco anymore. Um, uh, I do know that Tennessee really needs a quarterback, and maybe they send um. Uh, Maybe they send uh, who's the starting quarterback Tannehill. Maybe they send Tannehill back to to be the backup. He's a free agent. Oh, he's a free agent. Okay. So yeah. And Um, he's like
1: 38 or something.
0: Yeah. That's why he'd be the backup. Like, you know, a veteran backup for Brock Purdy um, or something like that. I don't know. Um, We'll we'll just see what happens. I don't know if Purdy
2: gets traded. um, And the reason being is Trey Lance. I'm sorry. I don't know if Trey Lance gets uh, traded. And the reason being is that uh, Derek Carr will be a free agent. You know, they'll release him. I think they have to wait to like two weeks. So well, he also has Super a Bowl. no trade clause.
1: So why would he help the Raiders? Why would Derek Carr even help the Raiders? Just say no, no, no. I'm, no. What I'm saying traded, is so he's no.
2: going to be a free agent. Yes, that's what I'm getting to. Yeah. So what I'm saying is that Derek Carr will be a free agent. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo will be a free agent. We even have uh, Barker be a free agent. Um, actually, no, he was already in Tennessee, he won't go there again. Never mind. Take that back. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's there's a couple of other options that are available. I don't know if they would make a trade when you could just pick up like Derek Carr, for instance, right? I don't think Tennessee's trying to win tomorrow. Like they did make the playoffs, but that's no, they didn't make
0: match. the playoffs this year. They made the playoffs last year as a. Oh, that's game. right. They
2: lost that last game. Against they lost that last, last game,
0: and so I they think were close.
2: They were on the door. They were on the doorstep.
0: The problem is they're a quarterback away, and if you can. And, and if uh, the guy that they sent over, I don't even remember who it is. If he's one of the guys that was on the Trey Lance hype team, um, maybe you can swing that. And maybe he thinks that Trey Lance could be the guy that gets them over the top um, back into the playoffs. Cause they're, they're quarterback away. They're like, we talked about those teams, you know, at the beginning, you know, maybe a year ago, like what are some teams that are a quarterback away or, or, you know, or, you know, just one piece away. And Tennessee is one of them. You know, uh, Tannehill I mean, the, was injured. The Lions, shit.
1: right? Remember the yeah. Lions when they got Jared Goff and we, you know, the Stafford golf trade, we were like, oh my God, what a terrible trade. The Lions and now Jared Goff. I mean, is he the MVP of the league? No, but they're still going to have a decent draft pick. They might have enough uh, capital to go out and get a quarterback uh, of the future um you know so Derek Carr could be a really good bridge in Tennessee um that's what I'm thinking is probably
2: more likely so I
1: think that's how uh teams like Tennessee would view the Derek Carr situation or the even the Jimmy Garoppolo situation is can they be in
0: Indianapolis six seven quarterback
1: with a really good defense and run game for one or two seasons so I definitely see the tea leaves of Derek Carr, Jimmy Garoppolo. If I'm Tennessee, I probably don't trade for Trey Lance. And the number one reason is the concern that we have here in the Bay is, is Trey Lance going to be able to stay healthy? I mean, that's the number one concern is that obviously the talent is there. The physical tools are there. You know, the, you know, we've been hearing this, uh, you know, the John Gruden football player. You know, all the time is, you know, he's a good football player and he is, he's really good, but is he going to be able to be healthy to last? And I think um, if you're a new GM, even if you're coming from the 49ers, you know, Mike Vrabel has been on the cusp of, of putting together a really good team. Would you want to mortgage your, he probably has one more quarterback, you know, Vrabel probably has one more, shot at keeping his job depending on the quarterback and I don't know if he will he and the new GM will be willing to mortgage their future and jobs uh with Trey Lance
2: yeah um, I think too with it, it, Trey Lance though you get an unproven talent versus you know Derek Carr who's been in the lead for you know x amount of years I know he hasn't really made a I mean made one playoff appearance but but still that's, he's that's, he's on
1: the rookie deal you know so could you still trade for him and have him as a backup and hide him yeah. behind a veteran quarterback there there's that's what's fun about yeah. these situations. Yeah. The other I mean, part of it, he leaves.
0: Yeah. The other part of it though, is uh, if the 49ers do trade them, it's like an $11 million um, dead cap for them. Yeah. So, uh, so I mean, that's, you know, they may not
1: be motivated. Th- they they may not either. be
0: willing to do it just because of the dead cap hit after this year, you know? So I I, I don't know. You know, it's yeah. just it, it's just a theory, it's just something that no, it's was good kicking and, around and in my don't
1: around the 49ers. Yeah. I don't think the 49ers would also be motivated to do it either, because I think it would be even if they hit that jackpot with Purdy, I think they look at it as um, they don't want to admit that they missed on Trey Lance, because I think that would be a white flag that that they as the front office as an organization gave up so much capital. And whiffed. Yeah. Um, so I think they would be concerned about that being a failure. I think um if for whatever reason, let's say uh training, let's say you know, the 49ers win the Super Bowl or get there and lose, um there's gonna be that controversy automatically coming in, you know, oh, yeah. birdie and Lance. So you're gonna have that controversy, but what if preseason happens and they're both balling out? Now you got now, maybe in the preseason, going into the season, maybe somebody would overpay, you know, that final week of preseason or or going into the regular season for one of them. Maybe somebody overpays for Brock Purdy, you know, um, I don't know, but um, it's interesting. Like the quarterback situation is going to be insane for for, yeah, uh, that, for the 49ers is, and the Raiders
0: and the, and Derek Carr living in the bay area the only thing we're going to hear we are going to hear about basically talk. from now on until september when the decision is made is the quarterback of the 49ers that's all that's going to be on sports talk radio absolutely. going forward um if one of them sneezes funny like that that's th- going to be they're going to be all over it you know it's it's going to be insanity over here in the bay so absolutely yeah. All right, all right. Um any
2: I, other I, NFL. Oh, I had did. a um yeah. I had my own conspiracy theory that, that I said what I was gonna say for this week and and god damn it, uh Sam almost uh busted it last week and I and I kind of got a little uh nervous there, a little little butterflies in the stomach. But uh <laughs> but I do I do think that uh Josh McDaniels or the front office finessed the whole entire league. This is my conspiracy theory, take it however you want. Lay it out. I do think that they kept Derek Carr. We all know it's quite evident that Joshua Daniels is not a fan of Derek Carr, right? We can, we can say that now. I feel confident that we can say that and nobody's going to tell us otherwise. Um, but he kept Derek Carr because it got him one of the best wide receivers in the league, okay? Pulled him away, signed him for a long-term deal. Now they get to shave all of their money because Derek Carr will not be on the books starting next year. They can now use that money to pay josh jacobs and go pick up talent in the offseason if the raiders come out next season and let's just say they win 13 14 games i will say that Josh daniels finessed the whole entire league of getting a top tier wide receiver a top running back that he could probably just use the money that he was going to use for Derek carr on him now and they can go get themselves the quarterback that they want um now here's the question mark is it going to be tom brady my wild card, my absolute wild card for this is that maybe McDaniels does make a flyer on, on Jimmy G. You know, uh, the whole Patriot blood ties run deep. So maybe he does make a flyer on Jimmy G. Who knows? Um, that could be a possibility in my opinion. Uh, but I do think that Josh McDaniels used Derek Carr to get what he wanted. And I think next season, if you oh, win sure. 13, 14 games, he absolutely did. He we're going to talk did. differently about McDaniels.
1: He absolutely used Derek Carr's relationship with Devonte Adams to get him here for sure. Um, I do. They have uh, the number seven pick, I believe. Yep. I'm looking um, at it right now. There's a lot of talk about, uh, I, I don't know if I'm saying this right. Uh, Levis. Um, if he falls to seven, uh, apparently the Raiders are, there's been some smoke coming that the, the Raiders really like Levis and then the oh my God, I'm blanking on his name right now, but the kid from um from Florida uh that have you seen this guy play? He's just an elite elite athlete, and every time he takes the field, he is like the best athlete on the field. I believe it's the Florida state gators quarterback um uh, let me let Anthony me see can, anthony Richardson Anthony Richardson, check this kid out he can get a little inaccurate with throwing the ball but this dude can make all the throws he is an elite runner um and you know there's been a lot of talk on on raiders reddit twitter about um apparently Josh McDaniels absolutely loved working with Cam Newton and Cam Newton was a shell of what he was Uh, when he was an MVP, but what Josh McDaniels really was receptive to was Cam Newton brought something to that McDaniels Patriot offense that they never really had before. And that was that mobile quarterback. And there was, there was that first half of the season that Cam Newton, when he first got to new England actually did pretty good. They lost a lot of games, but they lost a lot of games by like one point, two points, weird, fluky stuff, but Cam Newton actually that first half of the season played pretty well, got injured, unfortunately. And then by that time, you know, he was kind of on the way out um, when he got healthy. So I, there has been a lot of talk that Josh McDaniels has changed his perspective very similar to uh, Kyle Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan was kind of known for a guy always wanting a pocket passer and what changed his mind was having somebody like Robert Griffin III. And, you know, unfortunately he got hurt, but it brought an element to the offense that they didn't really use before. Um, so there is talk that the the I could see the connection of a Tom Brady, a Jimmy Garoppolo, some type of bridge for one year. And I could I could see a Jimmy or or a Tom Brady just come in for one year. We're gonna go in on a Super Bowl. And then if they do have Levis or Richardson, um, that would be the quarterback of the future because the, the right now the the current scheme to to get the most out of your team is to have your quarterback on a rookie deal and you surround them with all the talent in the world. And um Jimmy G's not gonna break the bank and tom brady's not going to bank the br- bake, break the bank because the he's made <laughs> so much money he knows he only has like every year could be
2: his last year
1: um so i definitely see the tea leaves where you're going with that too definitely
2: i my concern with with getting tom brady is that your o line was good i know some guys are i think are supposed to be leaving i think your guard is your right guard is leaving uh well potentially could leave unless they resign him um, so that was, that's always Tom Brady's number one thing. I'm hella old. I need a solid line to protect me. And I don't know if the Raiders have that to, to sway him to come over here, but Jimmy might, Jimmy might want to ball out well, so he can get a big contract.
1: I, I, I hear you. I think the benefit to getting Tom Brady is you're going to get a lot of guys who are good offensive linemen, and maybe you can't get an elite linemen to you know you can't get four or five offensive linemen who are elite um but could you could you get a lot of guys who are really good uh get a couple starters um but build out an offensive line that is deep uh because you might have a lot of guys i mean tampa bay did this when he went to tampa bay you know we know about people coming out of retirement we know about veterans signing with that team taking less what they could have gotten elsewhere they signed there because they wanted the chip. Um, so I think you would have that same um, kind of perfect storm of Tom Brady going to a, a team with a lot of big weapons, and you get some veteran guys come over, be key players on a Super Bowl team. Um, this was something we talked about a couple of weeks ago, um, Aaron Judge. You know, it, it's, it's different. You could get paid more by the Giants on, on the contract. But is different than being the captain of the of the New York Yankees and being a Hall of Famer and a World Series champion with the Yankees. It, it's different. It's just a totally different financial stratosphere when you're the captain of the Yankees. I mean, we talked about how many captains there's there've been. Uh, a lot, you know, as so, lot as I thought there would be. So yeah. he will, when he's done playing baseball, he will be, you know, a Yankee captain. So. He's going to ride that into the sunset. Um, so I think there's a, a lot of guys who would want to just win a chip because you can ride that wave. Even if you only get one, you know, there's a lot of football players who make money on autographs because they were a Super Bowl champion. So I could definitely see any veteran, a Tom Brady, Garoppolo go for it one year. And then they still have the capital to build out those holes.
2: Well, it should be fun. Uh, that's gonna be a fun off season. To look forward to. I can't wait. I hope my my tin foil hat theory isn't that much of a kooky crazy theory, but it feels it feels legit. It feels
0: just. Uh, th- on, th- there on. might be a little smoke there. I'll, yeah, I'll it give you that. Something. It feels crazy enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Crazy like a fox. <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, that was it. That's all I got on my theories.
0: All right. So I think at this point. This is just as good a time as any to move on to the Warriors. Wait, one final comment about the football about NFL. Okay. The Cincinnati, Buffalo, we picked oh, yeah, them.
1: They were, you know, Joe Burrow looked amazing. Cincinnati looked amazing. They were I think they were the most complete team. Um they just looked they looked like that special team. I know the Eagles blew out the 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 Giants, um but that was to be expected. We, you know, Buffalo, Cincinnati, Buffalo, just unfortunate. We all love Josh Allen, but he did not look good. Um, there were some issues and um, you would think that uh, the Buffalo Bills were going to show up in that cold weather and it was the opposite.
2: The Cincinnati well, Bengals took it to him. I had two yeah. things as to why that didn't happen. I, I know we're supposed to move on here, but the two reasons why it didn't happen was that Buffalo, if you compare run games between Cincinnati and Buffalo, clearly Cincinnati with yeah, Bernard. They got better, and, and, they got better and running backs. Where, you know, Buffalo's got these small running backs that they're not. When it's snowing and it comes down like that, your passing game is going to go like this. And it's going to be up to the run game and the defense. And there's no Von Miller and there's no run game. So
1: Josh guess, Jacobs is a free agent. It is no guarantee that the Raiders can re-sign him. Even though they got the cap space, he's a free agent. If somehow, some way, somebody like uh, I don't, I don't know Buffalo's cap situation, but if somehow, some way, they can add a running back like a Josh Jacobs, look
0: out! Look out! <laughs> I, I'll look say out. that. I mean, we we always worry about the salary cap, but it's all it's a myth. I mean, look at what the Rams ended up being able yep. to do to get literally every All Pro player that they could on that. Uh, on absolutely. that uh, championship team last year. so. But, or, I, but uh, I repeat
2: yeah. back to you, look at what the Rams did this year.
0: Yeah, yeah I mean, but they got a chip. It's it's worth it. I would absolutely take blowing up your cap situation if it means get you the get the chip. a chip the, to get the chip. I, I mean, Shout out Golden but, State
1: Warriors. That's
0: right. Shout out Golden <laughs> right? State Warriors. Speaking of which, excellent transition. The Warriors went uh, one win and two losses over this last week. They lost in Boston, 121, 118 in overtime. Uh, They got the one, the the win in Cleveland. They got the one. They got the win (laughs) in Cleveland, 120 to 114. And then they came home and immediately lost to Brooklyn, 120 to 116. They are currently 23 wins, 24 losses, sitting 10th in the West. They are in the final playing spot for the playoffs. Uh, Sam, we had a, we, we had a man in the field this week
1: yeah i was Um, uh, tell us
0: your experience at the game
1: i was blessed to go last night my first time at chase um it was a beautiful arena inside and out they they definitely did a wonderful job there's more construction happening there's like this waterfront uh being developed um we'll talk about that a little bit more later in the show um but it was just an amazing experience you know Julia got that for me a little bit as my uh my birthday present um so that was an amazing gift i was uh doing double duty events you know we're going to talk about the warriors but um you know the the cell phone was locked on the 49ers so i had to come home and and rewatch the game in clips you know on the big screen uh cuz i ended up having to watch the 49er game on my cell phone so i was i was pulling double duty <laughs>
2: Can, You're can a ask man you of a the question? people. Yeah. So I know that it was the first time at Chase Center. If it were me, maybe I'm not as in tune to the game. Maybe I'm walking around. I want to go see everything. In your opinion, how much of that game did you watch? Did you only sit for crunch times at the end of the second and end of the fourth? What? what?
1: No, we watched the entire game. We got there really early. I think we got there 90 minutes before doors opened. Uh, so we walked around, the uh, the facility on the outside. We went to the, you know, the shops that are around, uh, chase center. Um, so we took a, you know, we took some photos around great fan experience on the outside. We got to, they didn't, they weren't doing the, uh, pregame show at the little, they have like a little studio building there. Um, they weren't doing the show there, uh, but we walked by that. So we kind of checked that out, um, Inside the stadium, we walked around, we um you know, uh checked out all the stuff, went to all the different uh bars and things that we can get into. Some stuff is like private, you know, you have to go around because you you gotta you gotta pay for that upper level. Um, your boy is not uh not able to afford that. So you're balling he, on a
0: budget here, you know. Yeah. So
1: he kind of just look from the periphery, <laughs> 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 however we did con our way in to a certain degree. Like we were, uh, we were a little lost and, uh, we go to the, the usher in this private club in the, in the theater suites, in the boxes. And, uh, we're, he ended up walking us through, uh, through this, uh, theater seating. And there's a bar in there, there's food in there. And you get, when you get a theater seat, a theater, a box, you get your own dinner table. And then you get to go uh, turn around and then you, you just walk down to your seats. It's right there. So you get all the food and the drinks. It's all right there. And you walk down and, and you're, you know, uh, uh, j- the court is right there. It's beautiful. Uh, so we actually did get to walk through that. We weren't supposed to. Um, so we got to experience that um, without paying for it. I didn't get any food or drinks, but I could have stole a cookie and I didn't didn't steal the cookie he the guy wasn't watching me very good and we could have <laughs> stole it uh, but you know i got morals uh you you're know, an outstanding season. as far as uh watching the game uh yeah we we got to our seats before uh tip off so we got to see tip off uh we already had our snacks before the game started so we were ready to go uh we got up once to um use the restroom and that was you know, right at, right at halftime, we went to the restroom, got back to our seats, got to watch the halftime show. It was Lunar New Year. So there was all kinds of, uh, Asian influence dragons and, you know, martial arts. So that was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, you know, there, there was, there was some stuff. I didn't get to watch the NBA game quite as in detail as I normally would have being live, uh, because you know, it's, it's playoff football, you know? Sure. KD wasn't playing and we still
2: fucking lost. (laughs) So that's, that's so getting to the game here. Yeah, exactly. So getting to the game here, KD didn't play Kyrie did play, but if you were to tell me that Steph Curry scores, 26 points, Jordan Poole scores 17 and Kaminga scores 20 points off the bench and the Warriors only have 10 turnovers. I say we, I said we win that game.
1: You're hundred percent right. Julia was locked in. She was locked. And she knew that she knew everything that was going on. And she goes, how did the Warriors lose this game? <laughs> like
2: that like, was the yeah. thing. So, so I, I finished watching the 49ers game and immediately I watched from beginning to end this whole entire Warriors game. And I think the Warriors were up 72 to 60 at halftime. Like, I don't know where they lost the game. It, it, they didn't lose in turnovers. They didn't lose I it. Think I they think they were,
1: I think they were up by like 14, 15 with yes. seven minutes left into the game. And even Julia, you know, she, you know, I'm not picking on her. She, you know, she went to the game with, you know, she took me to the game and uh, every time Claxton was at the free throw line, he missed.
2: Yeah. He went four and, for uh, 14.
1: And, and she, you know, she picked up on that risk. She was like it's the same guy. He keeps brick bricking the ball, you know? Um, so she was picking up on all the little nuances of the game and, and why aren't the warriors running away with this? and, they kind of just let the Nets linger and linger. And you know what else she picked up on? Why is Jordan Poole traveling all the time? Like, why yeah. is it the same penalty? <laughs> why does he keep having the same penalty? Um, you know, I think it happened like two times in the game, but it just seems like it's two times too many at this point. Yeah. It just Definitely seems like
0: one time too many.
1: It's just like all the time. Like, every game... There's a travel that is in a crucial situation, you know um so i i I still don't understand how they lost the game um you, Kyrene, you lose that
2: game because because Clay Thompson goes zero for eight uh from the three point line only has ten points Andrew Wiggins only gives you four points as your starters they they gotta do more than that right that's that's you know draymond Green types of level, maybe even- uh looney at times type type of level of scoring right but I I do want to ask you this. When Clay did shoot that inevitable last three and and missed it, right? What was the atmosphere like knowing that that was like the last play? Was there tension in the building? What did it feel like?
1: To me, um, there was definitely that uh, when he got it up, like that. um, That I don't want to call it the cheer, but it's like that. Oh, like he got it off, you know, and uh, there's that hope. That is going to go in, um, but I think once you saw the the arc or the ball starting to come down, I, I don't think you really expected it to go in. It, it looked a little off, and I, I, you know, if I remember correctly, there was um like a oh, you know, but I, I don't think it was um, too confident when he let it go. I think we were just excited that he got it off. You have a chance, but it it didn't it didn't look like the best shot, unfortunately for us. Fair enough.
2: Fair enough. Well, you guys are officially zero one at Chase Center. I mean, uh, one and no, zero you know, You're zero yeah. one in Chase Center. So yeah,
0: I, I still haven't been for basketball. I've only been for Elton John, and uh, Elton John They're absolutely 1-0. rocked it. Yeah, I'm one <laughs> 0 Elton I'm John's one 0 bro. That was that was an, that was an absolute <laughs> win. I'll tell you what, he absolutely crushed that place. I loved it, man.
2: <laughs> I, I'm in lower league. I'm, I'm I'm my record is zero and zero. I haven't even made it up to this league yet. No record. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man. Okay, so um uh speaking of, I don't know, that's a terrible transition. We're going to move on and pretend I said something clever. Um uh MLB hot stove. Tommy Pham signed with the Mets, one year, 6 million dollars, and Miami made a trade for Luis areas from Minnesota. They gave up Pablo Lopez and two other prospects, and that is your hot stove update. Um, there are still some top uh remaining free agents available. Michael Waka, Jerkson Profar, Elvis Andrews, Zach Granke, Trey Mancini. Um, those are all guys I would expect to find homes probably right around the time uh spring training starts. You know, um, I,
1: I got a little bit of advice for the the New York Mets, and that's uh you know, don't get involved with your boy, Tommy Pham's
2: uh, fantasy football league. I was just, just going right? to say. Uh, <laughs> I was he really hoping he shit would join the Giants.
0: Super serious, man. He takes it so serious. You know, so I, w- I would
2: steer clear. <laughs> I was yeah. really hoping he would join the Giants. I was like, man, wouldn't it be funny? <laughs> oh, man. That would have been um, the bad news bears right there.
0: Yeah. um, Frank, uh, 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 in uh, injury news, Frankie Montas former A's uh, pitcher now, obviously with the Yankees, he's going to miss the first month of the regular season with the shoulder injury. Um, So they're expecting him to come around in uh, May. So Um, it might be a little earlier than that, but I, I I doubt it the way they baby, you know, they really take extra precautions with uh, starting pitchers, especially with shoulders, especially a guy that's supposed to be, you know, their number two in the rotation. I mean, Frankie Montaz is supposed to be an impact player for him.
2: Just gives him up. Yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, load him up. He'll be fine. Um, Actually,
2: no, if he gets popped again, that that's a, uh that's, I don't think it's, maybe it's a lifetime. No, the- no, no, no,
0: no, He'll, uh, he'll, he'll get the full year, I think. So he's already it's got popped year, right? once.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So that's 90. So he gets a year and then a lifetime. Okay.
0: Got it. Yeah. So it, it's, it's 81 and then 162 and then lifetime. I think, I think that's what it is.
2: Oh, I thought he served a 90 game suspension. Maybe I'm wrong.
0: It was 80. I thought.
2: Well, anyway anyway un- screw the a's
0: yeah screw the a's in anyway. yeah yeah um so we do have some uh, a little bit more sadder news um, speaking of the a's well speaking of the a's uh we want to um send a rest in the most piece to sal bando captain sal from the 70s teams uh, he was an sal. all-star um and uh he he was you know central figure on those uh the a's team that went three pete uh in the in the mid seven in the early to mid 70s so um rest in peace sal and uh uh, he he was actually he wore number six and that was the number that Bo mel wore when he was coaching for the a's in honor of sal bando so um he's a guy that meant a lot to a lot of the older guys like our parents and um you know we would hear stories about him and all that good stuff my grandpa would talk about those 70s teams especially like for ages and um uh, a lot of A's fans are really going to miss him and so um
1: yeah absolutely
0: Yep. all right uh so sam you have one note on howard terminal and how it's relating to other cities uh nearby cities on the bay um let's uh dive in sam what are we talking here yeah this uh
1: this is about a little bit about howard terminal um and just to kind of if for whatever reason, people don't, don't know what Howard terminal, the Oakland A's uh, there's a site in Oakland, not too far from Jack London square um, where they're trying to build their new ballpark and develop the surrounding area, uh, which would do some um, waterfront remodeling, major construction. There, there would be um there's like a community benefits package so that there would be a, a stadium, uh, for like high school or an arena, like a micro arena. Um, but it would open up a bunch of shoreline. It would also uh, be built to, there's lots of, uh, you know, this global warming stuff of like floods. Um, so there's a lot of improvement. There's housing, there's retail. It's a massive, massive, uh, construction project. And it's not just about the stadium. Um. So how does that relate to these other cities? Well, in my normal nine to five, I work in the construction industry and I went into the city of San Leandro today to, to pay for a permit. And while I'm picking up this permit, um, I'm waiting and the city of San Leandro has this little section where they got like, you know, the local magazines, the businesses, you know, Um, and they had this like really well laid out, um, newspaper that's produced by the city and it kind of highlights all of the construction projects they're doing. And for any, for, you know, people who may not be from the Bay area or, or know the Bay area too well. Um, I got the map up here, Tim, I don't, I don't know if you'll be able to screen capture this and put it on the, on the YouTube, but you see san leandro is what 17 20 minutes south of oakland and how you you know i got howard terminal highlighted here well, and then san leandro's
0: the, the the city directly south of oakland but like Correct. it's like a 17 minute drive from uh you're showing the marina it's a 17 minute drive from san leandro marina where you're talking Versus Howard Terminal. So we're talking Correct. less than 20 minutes away. And, you know,
2: bar. Before you continue, I just want to let people know that we'll put the link below so you guys can follow along. You can and see, see what like
1: I'm talking, what he's about. talking yeah. about. So I'm zooming into this area uh, at the San Leandro Marina. And you can see that it's called uh, Monarch Bay. There's a golf course. There's not, there's really no real estate. Uh, excuse me. There's no re- um, retail. There's a couple restaurants. Uh, there's a uh, hotel. I golf there, and they're they're looking to um, remodel this whole area. And there's some renderings on the website. Um, and the point of this is your the city of Oakland's neighboring cities they border one another, and the city of San Leandro. It's not a major city, but they understand that. They have an asset and that asset is the Marina. And they these renderings are absolutely beautiful. Um, this is being developed with, uh, I'm just going to go quickly down the list, a 210 room hotel with an attached restaurant, an additional restaurant with banquet facility, a commercial space for retail or market use, 206 single family and townhome residences, 285 multifamily residences, reconstructed Mulford Marina Branch Library. Um, So the city of San Leandro over the past 20 years has made a commitment to their public library system. The San Leandro main library is amazing. It's it's a wonderful site. Uh, I grew up in the city of San Leandro, so I spent many years in that San Leandro main library. It was great before the remodel, it went from great to excellent uh, after the remodel. It's absolutely beautiful, it has a ton of history there. Um, and then there's another library um, that was re- they're they're in the process of remodeling or rebuilding their libraries. and the Mulford branch is very small. it's like a it, it looks like a house that was made into a library. so they're going to get this area is going to have an actual library where thousands of people will have access to they're reconfiguring uh that golf course Tyler Uh, so they're going to make it a nine hole um but some of the designers and what they plan to do with the actual golf course is going to be influenced by some pretty heavy hitting uh designers um enhanced recreational amenities include uh new park plaza areas uh, pedestrian promenade with a Bay area trail. Uh, so this trail actually connects to the shoreline that goes down to San Lorenzo and Hayward. This takes you down to San Mateo bridge. And, you know, this is an amazing water, uh, uh, trail where you can bike ride. And it's just beautiful out there. It's absolutely stunning. They're redoing the boat launch. Uh, so there's going to be a new boat launch. There's bike lanes. It's going to take many years, uh, for this to, to, to be developed. And here on the, on the, the YouTube stream, you guys will be able to see this. Here's a top view of how this new layout is going to go. And this, the, this location, the Marina is what five minutes from the Oakland airport. And if that, yeah, yeah, it's it's right next to it. Very very close. Oakland airport is so close. And what I see here, guys, um, you have a micro city. I mean, you can fly people in the city of, you know, Oakland airport. You could take a two minute Uber to your hotel, play nine hole golf, have access to a couple of restaurants, a market. Um, There's this beautiful park. You could go on bike rides. We know that this hotel is going to have some uh, facilities uh, in the hotel to host conventions and things. So I could very easily see this as a place where, um, you know, some of us work for larger companies, corporate companies, where you can actually host a corporate event, play some golf, get some training in. You know, we've all been a part of those things where where you do things with your, with your employer. Um, and then if you want, you know, San Leandro is so close to San Francisco. So if you, if you want to get people to San Francisco to go sightseeing, it's right there. We already talked about chase and how the, how they're redeveloping their waterfront. The giants are continuing to, they got some land that they're building on their waterfront, where there's going to be like a Giants Village, you know. So the the city of San Francisco is doing a great job of adding to their waterfront because it's prime real estate. There's, you know, it, it's very limited. And you get beautiful views. Um, I would not be surprised if uh, at some point San Leandro could add a uh, a ferry system where. You're you're ferrying from San San Leandro to Alameda to San Francisco. Um, I think this is a fantastic idea. I was completely blown away by this this afternoon. I read this newspaper, um, you know, cover to cover. Um, there's a ton of great information. Uh, you could see that this shoreline project started in 2008, and now we're in 2022. What that shows. Thumbs up to the city of San Leandro for even with the pandemic. In 2020, they were they were able to get the legal binding commitments, um, just showing that um, their city council uh, was able to keep this thing going. Um, you know, it it took a very long time, over 10 years, um, but this is this is what your neighbors are doing, this is what the Giants are doing, this is what the Warriors are doing. And this is what, you know, pretty soon the, the San Jose sharks are going to be doing the San Jose sharks are, are looking to, uh, possibly upgrade their home. Um, there's also a lacrosse team that's developing a field on treasure Island. I believe it's already open, but there's a lacrosse field on treasure Island. You know, it's, uh, a semi pro league maybe it's a pro league i'm not i'm not fully updated on that but there is a lot of development in the bay area and what my fear is is that the city of oakland and the county have an opportunity to really change oakland in a very positive way and i have not too much positive things to say about John Fisher and Lou Wolf and many of these Oakland A's owners, but I will say that the redevelopment of this shoreline is good for the city of Oakland. And, um, I'm kind of worried they're going to, they're going to have an error and just look, look at these renderings and how much waterfront and how beautiful this is going to be. And you have this opportunity to do the same thing with Jack London Square and Howard terminal and return these lands um, to people to open access right now. It's, it's a parking lot. So that's my two cents. That's my monologue. I wanted to share is that, uh, you know, the city of Oakland and the, and the county have a major project on their hands and cities around you are developing their waterfront because that's what people want. That's what's uh, turning your city into a destination to visit. Um, you know, this is a, a good thing. And um, I just hope they can
2: get it done. I have. So I wrote down some couple things while you were talking here and just kind of want to touch base. You may be nervous because it says nine hole. And I knew that I personally have played at Monarch that there's an 18 and a nine hole. They have both. So I was thinking, are they getting rid of the 18 hole? I don't understand. Why would they do that? Because they both make money off of them. So it didn't make sense to me. But looking at your rendering, um, the bottom of the screen is actually cut off. Below that screen is uh, the the Lima course, which is an 18. They're going to redo the uh, the Monarch Bay nine hole course, which is in the... Uh, the uh, and the 18 overlap. is
1: untouched. Yeah. It's going to...
2: Yeah. So you made me nervous. I thought they were getting rid of the Like, why would they do that? Um, so my second point too, is that you and I have both agreed that the new uh, mayor of Oakland is not pro uh, Oakland A's. So with this whole city development happening, I mean, do you think that it's going to happen whether or not the A's are here? Because obviously Tao is not making the A's her forefront priority, even though we think that she should, but uh, maybe she sees it as she can redevelop the whole entire area as opposed to redeveloping it around a sports team. Do you think that that's a possibility that she could just go that way? I mean,
1: yes and no. I just think if you go forward without the, the A's you're kind of starting over again and who, you know, if you look at the city of San Leandro's outline, it took them 12 years And part of that process was to find a developer and to get into these legal contracts, right? Into the legal binding agreement. And that's kind of where we're at right now with the A's. The city of San Leandro, yeah, it's not a sports franchise, but they still had to do the environmental report, um, uh, the environmental impact report. They still had to do that. These projects still require that. Um, Maybe you can develop the same location, But this is, you got to think of it as like a mall, right? Like when you're, when you're a developer, I know malls are kind of falling apart by the wayside, but when you would develop a mall, a lot of the times you would have your anchor stores, you have your target, you got your Macy's, you got your Nordstrom, right? You have your, your, your big anchor stores that pay the bills and they bring in tons of traffic. And then it's the smaller stores that are able to get some of that traffic. That was kind of the theory, right? And it worked for many, many years. You got to, now let's expand that idea. And we kind of see that with the Giants and now with the Warriors in San Francisco, like that's right in our backyard. And they put the stadiums there, the arena built out um, the amenities around it. And it's totally changed the vibe of those neighborhoods. I think in a positive way, there's a ton of restaurants. There's you're, you know, as much as I, I'm not a giants fan. Um, but look at how much camaraderie it brought to the city, how much money it brought to the city. Um, or is the city of San Francisco losing because of, having the Giants there? No, not at all. Are they losing? You know, um, having those three World Series titles, I mean, just being in three World Series, let alone winning, just being there. Um, The 49ers, I know, you know, they now are in Santa Clara, but, you know, um, when they win, all of the hotels in San Francisco, Santa Clara, San Jose are booked. Um, so they're bringing in massive people. Is that good for San Francisco? Even though they're in Santa Clara, is that good for San Francisco? Is that good for San Francisco tourism? It's a good thing. Um, you know, so the sports teams are the anchor of your mall. Um, and that's what the A's are is, uh, they could be an anchor where you get this new stadium, look at the naming rights, look at the restaurants that are going to want to come in. The retail stores that are going to want to come in. And there's going to be a lot of, um, I think there would be a lot of people who are from the area that would somehow benefit, whether it's retail, bars, restaurants, um, services. Um, There's a lot of money to be made for multiple levels of people and income and Business people and entrepreneurs, there's there's a lot of opportunity when a project like this happens. It would take the city of Oakland. This, I mean, the Giants are still constructing. And how many years ago did the stadium open? It was you know? the year
0: 2000. So I mean, so how, how many, 23 years
1: later? Yeah. How many carpenters, electricians, plumbers, masons? How many of those guys are there? And then look at look at the those same guys who you could have been a rookie learning how to build something at the stadium. And then 20 something years later, you're the foreman or a project manager or a lead on a skyscraper or the Oakland A's. So there's a ton of construction going on here and construction guy, guys pays really well. You know, project management, construction management pays really good money. Um, so this is opportunity for the trades it's not, it's not like you're going to build the stadium and you walk away from it. Um, we've heard the discussion of, well, you could just put it where it currently is. Okay. you're going to tear it down. Where do they play temporarily? And you, we talked about this before the BART situation. Um, it doesn't, BART doesn't, it's not delivering an audience. It's the easiest thing to get to, and it's not delivering an audience. And, you know, we talked about, howard terminal having three sites you know it's also um you know san leandro's building their thing as we talked about if if the city of oakland builds this site with the oakland a's you're going to get a lot of tourist traffic you're going to get people from the north bay you're going to get people from the east bay you're going to get people who are you know vince you and i went to um Chicago, right? We talked about this a few times. I went to Chicago. We went to Chicago. The A's were playing the White Sox and they're uh, playing the Cubs. And we went to, we went to each, right? Mm-hmm. We is, have to train to do it. There's going to be road teams that are going to play the Giants and they're going to cross the bay and come play the Oakland A's, right? And it's that experience that a Phillies fan or a Yankee fan, you know, or whatever fan can come to Oakland and there's something to do. There's a travel destination. There's a brand new golf course in San Leandro. Um, there's a lot going on. And right now, um, you know, the city of Oakland is not a travel destination. If you, even if the A's are good, it's not a stadium that, road fans come in and see a game at, you know, traditionally like, yeah, you know, when we go to the game, you see, you see opposing fans, but it's not really a, a destination where you're like, Hey, my team is playing the A's and then the giants. Let's go, let's go to Oakland. You know? So what I'm saying is you, there is a give and take. There is some tourism. Um, but that's good for the city of Oakland. That's that's good to have dollars spent here, um, because a lot, of, not all shops are going to be the targets and the WalMarts. There's going to be some smaller shops. Where um, look at Oaklandish. You're saying Oaklandish wouldn't benefit from the A's staying and having new real estate and you know new things. There's there's new East Bay brands popping up every. Every week, it seems like when you drive around certain neighborhoods, there's a lot of new brands uh, popping up that's born and bred in, in the East Bay. Um, that's a good thing, you know? So I just see this project as a good thing. And um, I'm just worried that the, the city's going to drop the ball.
0: Well, I hope they don't um, the city. Uh, uh, yeah. It's, and the mayor, this is you a- know
1: uh, the mayor, she's, She's politicking. She's not for yeah. it. She's not against it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. She's
0: yeah. She, uh, yeah. I was going to push back just a little bit on, uh, her being against it. I, uh, she, she talked with Brody Brazil and she sound like she's, she's willing to entertain it for sure. Like, like I, uh, she was, she's willing to, you know, make sure like if, if it lines up, right. The per, and the biggest it's, problem it's gotta be in, the in money. defense. Yeah.
1: The, in defense of the city of Oakland politicians to play a little bit of devil's advocate, is how the Raiders left and somewhat how the Warriors left. Um, It's not a perfect exit. And I think the city of Oakland as a whole, whether that's a politician, a person who's getting into politics, or somebody who's just active in their community, there are a lot of problems in the city. Um, And I think they're so scorned especially about the the raiders leaving um
2: i mean you could take al davis for that one
1: i mean it, there's so much blame um
0: yeah plenty to go around there,
1: there's there's plenty to go around i mean al davis didn't break kneecaps to force the city of oakland county to do that deal um they made that deal they came to al with that deal you know so yeah the Raiders leaving on the way out and not paying their debt, just like the Warriors, the Warriors still haven't settled their debt with the city of Oakland. Um, You know, I'm not trying to throw shade at uh, Joe Laca, but the facts are the facts. Um, You know, they still haven't settled everything with with the city of Oakland and the county. So
2: speaking of of Joe Laca, the angels are currently off the table. They're not going to sell the team anymore. So
0: Yeah, yeah,
2: that it's because he's buying
0: the Oakland A's
2: wish let it happen you wish <laughs> yeah i wish it's not we gonna happen.
0: all we all wish every ace you know, wishes. I, I would say if joe laca
1: did buy the a's the first game sold out i mean you oh, see laca banners i mean yeah. it would it would change it mm-hmm. would change overnight and that's the thing that i think you know to to close this to close this bit off i think that's what's so frustrating about being an ace fan is they're it's a beautiful history of a franchise. You know, it's a, it's a beautiful history. They have great characters. They have great wins, heartbreaking losses. Um, you know, the, if they could overcome their this money ball BS and they finally break through in the A's won a World Series, let's say this hypothetical they won a World Series, I mean the Jeremy Giambi. That's that's our Bill Buckner. You know what oh, I mean. Yeah. That's that's the re- that's Bill Buckner error. Um, so whatever your respective franchise is and, and those moments that are pure heartbreak. Um, that's what Jeremy Giambi is. That's what all you had to do was slide every every heartbreaking loss. That the aides have had in the playoffs is yeah. moments of that
0: how many game fives in the alds jermaine died. you know jermaine die breaking jermaine his leg Dye. off the of foul ball i uh, broke yeah. his leg they i i still maintain they win that series if he doesn't break his leg because he was he was he was on fire that year okay okay we can't do this we can't do this i'm gonna just yeah. end up crying we'll, um, we'll be we'll be three we'll hours be, we'll, into this podcast. Yeah, yeah this will be a three-hour podcast if we keep doing this um let's let's switch gears., uh, thank you, Sam, for bringing this uh, you know, like all these uh, excellent points about a lo- a city Whoa. right next to Oakland um, showing that it can be done. It requires some patience and it requires good planning. And you know, so this is something that can happen. It should happen. We want it to happen. but also, let's do it right, you know, so sure. okay. Uh, let's just switch gears real quick to the Sharks in this last week they won against dallas On. 5-3 at home and then they go to columbus and lose 5-3 and then they go to boston the best team in the league and they lose 4-0 they are currently 14 wins 25 losses duck hunt, and nine duck hunt. overtime losses they are seventh in the pacific quack quack bang bang motherfuckers duck hunt is still in play they're actually six points clear of anaheim so if Okay. if in this next week, if they lose all three games in regulation and Anaheim wins all their games, uh, like three games in the next week, they're tied and the Sharks still have that edge. So, so it is you
2: may you may not have this information readily available to you. Maybe you know it off the top of your head. But where are the Sharks as far as uh, a draft seating goes?
0: I don't have it off the top of my head. Um, I mean, no- are
2: we are we like to get like a top five pick? They're, uh, I mean, they, they, they do, like do have a lottery. Not.
0: They, they, they do have a draft lottery. Um, it, uh, they, they're kind of on the cusp of that. Uh, I can bring that up real quick. They I also
2: want to bring up a hockey point today that, okay. that I thought.
0: Go ahead. Bring um, it up while I, while I look up the standings.
2: Bruce, uh, Boudreaux.
0: Oh yes. Yeah. I think
2: they absolutely, the Vancouver Canucks fired their head coach, uh, what Sunday, I think it was, um just absolutely of a, of a shambles and a, and a terrible front office you want to talk about a, a fucking joke of a front office um they hired uh rick to, sh- to-, to show i think to show uh, rick oh, she- Tocket.
0: Tosh- okay thank rick you sorry it. i'm not
2: canadian uh rick Tocket here not only do they hire rick Tocket, they never fired bruce they hired a head coach without firing bruce and they never told bruce that they were going to hire another head coach he just saw the right on the wall but how how do you how do you not bring your guy to the front office and say hey bruce we're gonna go in a different direction i think it's time that we have maybe a mutual part no they just said fuck you we're just gonna hire rick uh the gm that 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 vancouver got and the the jokes that they're running just an absolute joke of, a, of an organization and vancouver should be i mean at least the front office Can, should be ashamed of
0: themselves Canucks gonna Canuck. Um, terrible
2: they, yeah. haven't uh, yeah, a, so- Ca- they haven't
0: done anything this is a good they haven't done anything currently the sharks have the fifth worst record in nhl um they have the fifth fewest points uh score like uh, in points accumulated wins losses overtime losses um uh, the blue jackets are actually like, you know, worse off. So you lose to a team that's worse than you. That's not a good look. Nope. Um, uh, the ducks, Blackhawks and coyotes are all um, have worse records, uh, fewer points than the sharks and that's it. Um, and the, the, the lottery affects the top four spots. Uh, yeah. So, so th- this is uh, uh, they, they're they on the outside looking in of the lottery. So they're sitting in the five in the five spot right now. Yeah. Um,
1: Uh, We are 48 games in NHL does an interesting thing where like, if you're the number one losing team, uh, you're guaranteed a top three. So if you don't get the number one or number two, then you're guaranteed the the third. Um, I was reading something about how they do their draft lottery, how it's a lottery, but it's a little bit different than how the NBA does it. Yeah. Um, So there are some, you're only allowed to fall so far if you suck. Yeah,
0: there, there's protections in place right. for sure. Um, uh yeah, we'll see if they uh if they start trading away pieces. Uh Timo Meyer's name is on the block. If they can get anything of value, um uh that that's probably a piece you'll uh, we'll see move. Um he's uh he's being given permission to speak with teams about extensions. Um so mm-hmm. So if he, you know, so basically if, he can
1: seek out a trade. And if somebody yeah. wants to get an
0: extension. Yeah. yeah. And of course the trade has to be worth it for the sharks because the trade, right. you know, the sharks have to approve the trade. But NBA if,
2: does something similar to that, where like they'll they'll tell the player, you and your agent, go seek out a trade partner and let us know what you what what you come up with.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So so I mean, we'll see where that where that goes from here. Uh Timo Meyer's playing real well and he's a, a young strong, you know, uh, power forward type guy who can, uh, who can really put the puck in the net. He's a, he's a volume shooter. Um, for those of you who are familiar with NBA, um, he shoots the puck a lot. And so that's how he gets a lot of the goals is he's just always firing on net, which is something that I like to see in the, in hockey. I, I don't like to see it quite as much in basketball, uh, because, you know, if guys are just firing all the time, if they start missing, it's, it's real bad, but hockey you know, yeah. I mean, you're gonna score once every, you know, you're you're not scoring a lot of goals, so I mean, you just got to keep putting the puck in uh, toward the net and hope yeah. I still think that's my theory
2: is if you can outshoot the other team, you might have a good chance to win because you're gonna wear down the defense and the goalie.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it, yeah, and and obviously there are games when it doesn't quite work out like that, but sure. you know, shit happens. Uh, yeah. it's an 82 game season. Uh, so there's your hockey update. Uh Go Sharks! Uh, I'm, I'm going to actually a month from today. Uh, no, 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 no a month from Wednesday where I'm going to be at the uh, shark tank for Patrick Marlowe night. He's getting his Jersey retired. They're raising it up to the rafters and I'm going to cry like a little baby. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I, I do want to touch base on some extra points here. Uh, I'll be quick about them. Um, I think one of them might cause a little bit of debate, but you know, we'll, we'll get there when we get there. Um, From two football sports, we're going to go across the pond. Uh, Quick Wrexham update. They are currently tied for first in the National League standings. So they've made up that game that was frozen out. So uh, they are currently 62 points. 62 points. Knott County is not first because Knott County did beat Wrexham. So that's why they have the tiebreaker. Uh, Next Sunday, this Sunday, I should say. My apologies. uh, Wrexham will be playing the round four of the – fa cup which they'll be going against sheffield united uh for those who didn't listen last week or the couple weeks prior sheffield united uh is the top of the top in the championship league so um
0: that's the second level yeah yeah
2: so rexham beat the middle level of that the middle team level of that league and now they're going to go against the top team so they definitely got the work cut out for them for sure um i threw a last little nugget in there and i said a pro bowl idea
0: okay Um, here we go
2: we've workshopped some ideas and you know, we're kind of ho-hummed about it. You could still have your, you know, pro bowl players play a flag football game. I don't give a shit, whatever, whatever you want to do. Well, how about this? What about the two worst teams in the league play against each other for the first pick? You're, and then if you're, then if you're not, out,
1: you're not playing hard to win the number one pick. Like if you're, if you're some sorry-ass team and you're the starting quarterback, you're not going to go out there and ball out to get the number one yeah. pick so you could get the number one quarterback to replace your ass.
0: Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I see true. many flaws uh, with that. <laughs> well, also, to be fair, like, if you're it, the it's... number
2: one quarterback, the team isn't going to draft a number one quarterback right after you. Obviously, there's there's issues, you know, with, with no, the team. But, I
0: mean, if you're fucking like, – like, like, like let's say that the, the Raiders season went even worse than it actually did. And you know they're, the the Raiders are top are one of the top two picks. Actually, you know what? Let's use the uh, Texans because the Texans actually did this. Is is Davis Mills gonna ball out for the Texans? <laughs> no, he's not. No, he's wh- wh- what's the I'm motivation showcasing there? for that next team, baby. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah please, yeah watch me do this i'm gonna he, do does he's he gonna drop three tugs and like you know help the texans replace his ass no, no no i i i I disagree um and also you're adding a game uh uh to a sport that is already extremely violent and you know like like uh, i mean they don't get to play the they don't get to play
2: four games anyway so you know they miss out on that
1: yeah, I mean, I, I don't even know. Is how it a sack I know yeah. it's a.
2: I know it's a, a a flag football game. Is it one game? It's one game, and I heard that the Mannings are the coaches, and then Snoop Dogg is gonna coach. No, no, the Mannings are like, I don't know, controlling the teams, and Snoop Dogg's gonna coach one of them. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I, I, think, I, I don't know what. The I think they do should do year.
1: something to the if, like if they're gonna do flag football. Maybe you do like seven on seven and, and you have like some type of tournament in a day. Like you have like a one day tournament of like six teams or something. I don't know. Um, do they
2: follow the rule of seven Mississippis before they attack the quarterback? That's so, my question. I don't know,
1: man. I, I used I to do think, days of the uh, week when I was in elementary All-star school. games, <laughs> Pro Bowls, they, they all suck. They just suck. Yeah.
2: Yeah, there's nothing good about any single one of them i mean yeah, you, you've made it a sport like yeah you've made it a sport where where these guys get paid way too much money um i think basketball is entertaining in the fourth quarter i like the idea that they try to make it more like you know it's the first one to a certain point total by the half and then you end the game out i thought that was kind of cool you made it a little bit more competitive but in all honesty like a lot of these pro bowl games also they're just they're just for the fanfare and they're they're boring as fuck
0: yeah they're dog shit man um yeah so uh any other points for the good of the order no that was it that's all i got all right well um Uh, Thank you for listening to the SVT podcast. You can subscribe on YouTube and hit that bell to get alerts. When we post a new episode, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at SVT sports pod, please slide into our DMS. We would love to interact with you Uh, and whatever you want us to talk about. We're, we're down to talk about it. Uh, uh, If you, you know, send us a highlight of the Savannah bananas, we can talk about that. I don't know. Um, The lacrosse league that Sam talked about. We want to interact with you in any way you want. Um, uh, yeah, give it to us. How many more innuendos can I put in there? In you, In, uh, in, in whose endo?
2: <laughs> oh, but before we go, I just want to tell you guys a funny story about the Eagles. Um, so, tailgating this past Sunday didn't open until three, and so oh. the Eagles fans, <laughs> the Eagles fans, paid uh, tickets to the lacrosse team across the street so they could tailgate at 8 a.m. before the eagles let them open and so they could tailgate over there (laughs) they share
0: they share the parking lot with the arena right so yeah yeah.
2: (laughs) so loophole yeah anyways guys uh vince you know to to the best man may win obviously go eagles you're gonna say go four niners but yeah uh, go
0: go niners um politely fuck yourself sir um yes here we go (laughs) all right good night everybody
2: have a good night guys bye